Hey, uh, thanks for listening to the Nick and Big J podcast. We appreciate it. And you know what? It's brought to you by The Advocates. If you've been in an accident, well, call The Advocates. 208-471-4444. Straight from your waking nightmare, it's the Morning After podcast with Nick and Big J. Presented by Treasure Valley Subaru, the Idaho Center's premier pre-owned superstore. With a large selection of cars, SUVs, crossovers, and trucks, and payments as low as $250 a month, Rob and his crew have exactly what you need. And with one of Idaho's largest Subaru service centers, Rob and his crew have got you taken care of with express oil changes in under 45 minutes guaranteed, or it's free. And now, Nick and Big J. What up, players? Welcome to the morning after with Nick and Big J. It is the final Monday of... Maybe my life, Big J. <laughs> you were going to say October, but it's not I even was. Close. I was just going to realize that. I'm like, what am I talking about? It's the 17th. We're in the middle and of October And then I'm like, still. maybe that's, that's a sign that I'm sick and that something could be seriously wrong. But welcome to the 17th day of October 2022. My name is Nick. There's Big J right over there. And we are here on a Monday after a weekend that Big J, God, I hope it was good for you, man. Yeah, it was all right. I mean, let's see. We we worked. Uh, uh, my brother-in-law Ryan came over to help with the uh, the flooring. That's right. It was a family so, affair. And so we're all listen. The the alarm goes off really early on Saturday morning, and like five thirty early. Uh, that's not big J time. No, I didn't even know that was happening. And I'm like, oh boy, okay. And uh, by the time I realized what time it was, and so uh, he comes over fairly early, and the next thing you know, he's like, I want to do this alone. Back off. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, yeah, we didn't. <laughs> he really gets in there, and he, we're, all kinds of noises are coming out of there. And you know, he does a pretty decent job helping out. Uh, about eighty percent done. So uh, that's where that went. And I just played video games the whole time. But it wasn't because we didn't want to try to help. He told us all the pound sand. Okay. So um, yeah, that was that. And then yesterday was really cool. Uh, we uh, we took uh, uh, the wife and I and the in laws went out to Good Apple Tap House, and we took Lincoln with us and Mason came with us because he doesn't get out and do a lot of socializing, you know, around other people and, and other dogs you as need much. Doggy date. He needs yeah he needs to get out and do that. And so we took him for the first time and you know had a couple drinks and. Uh, that was fun and exciting. Played some cards. So, yeah, it was a pretty good weekend, aside from fantasy football. That was atrocious. Oh, well, we'll get into that on Tuesday. For me, it was a disastrous uh, yesterday, l- l- yesterday. Listen, man, uh, I I don't know. I can't, I can't, I'm going to bite my tongue until because my game rests on Monday Night Football, uh, as a lot of people's games do as well, I'm sure. So I'm not looking to jinx or reverse jinx or anything. But I am going to say this out loud. I know you had a rough weekend. I am absolutely, utterly convinced that I have the worst team in that league. As I look up and down my lineup, I go, I don't know how, number one, I'm four and one. That doesn't make any sense to me. Or three and two, excuse me. And uh, and that, that Oh, I, yeah, there's no way you win. Right. Well, I mean, I, I there's a chance, of course. I mean, I do hold an 18-point lead, and there's only one player to be played. But I don't like my chances in a PPR. Your league. running back scored higher than mine. My, so you're welcome. Oh, really? You did well. That's right. You had Jeff Wilson, who did not have a good game, and he fumbled. So. And I, because I had people on a bye, so but I, my, Andrew, Alexander Madison was my other running. Back. My two starting running backs are backups. My two, yeah. and and that's not just this week. That's yeah. every week. 
Like, that's, I mean, I need a mirror. Right well, I mean, I, it definitely. Well, I mean, Jonathan Taylor is definitely not my fault. That that he fell to me at two. I don't regret drafting him, but him being hurt and the fact that Matt Ryan has got awful, except for this week for some reason, uh, has he has ruined Jonathan Taylor, and that's not great. Look, and then I went with Cam Akers way early, thinking that he was going to be the Rams' answer, and now he's not going to be on the team next week. And we're in a twelve-team fantasy league with people that pay attention, and my and unfortunately, uh, we're you know the waiver wire is based on record and so my team sucks out loud but i'm winning games because i'm going up against teams that have bad weeks and so i get a crappy waiver placement which means you can't pick up anyone yeah there's, there's nobody, nobody there's nobody on our waiver wire for me to go to battle with and i'm like so i have kareem hunt and i have uh jk dobbins who you know usually coming off a two touchdown performance last week i'm like all right and of course they don't give him the ball at all in the ravens game they give it to Kenyon Drake, for God's sake. And I'm like, what is happening? Sorry, man. I guess I, I'm, I'm, I'm not as bad off. No, you're all right. You're, at least I'm winning games. But and, I'm, and somehow, despite all that, I'm still in a position that if Eckler has even a, a subpar game, I'm going to somehow win this game this week, and that doesn't make any sense. No, unless you've been touched by the Lord of uh, football. Well, I'll talk about that in confession. But we also have a pretty big show going on today. Uh, that is the first clue in the X-Rock murder mystery, Big J. That is back today. Oh, We're going to start that at 7.30, kick it off in style. And you're going to try to get three questions right. If you can answer all three correctly, we are sending you and a guest to Vegas in April to see Muse and Evanescence. And I'll tell you right now, if you haven't seen Muse live in concert, it will blow your mind. You, those of you that went to the Aftershock Festival know exactly what I'm talking about. But this is not a festival set this is their headline set so you're gonna give out an extra 40 minutes of music which is incredible and evanescence doesn't suck either so it's gonna be a great trip to vegas it's on a weekend so we got you taken care of out there for a full weekend in las vegas on us and that's all if you solve the mystery plus in the nine o'clock hour we have a code word to kick off the week uh we have another week's worth of a thousand dollars every single weekday a new drawing every day so even if you've never texted us before you can text us this morning and get in on the drawing today you do not have to be previously texting do this anybody can play as long as you're over 18 you can win the prize so there's some cool things happening there that's going to happen a little bit after nine o'clock bearded badass is happening today so we got ourselves a monday show big j i guess is my point and we'll start with some music nirvana kicking things off here on the morning after with nick and big j on the x rocks on the morning after with nick and big j Nothing like a two-day follow-up, Big J. Agree or disagree? Great. We okay. talked about on Friday the possibility of a Kroger slash Albertsons merger. Turns Kroger. out around 9 o'clock uh, that morning, it became official, and those two companies say they want to come together and create a grocery giant. Now, uh, the biggest pushback came, of course, from employees, which got the memo right around the time that the story went public that this is happening, and there hasn't been a lot of clarity there, but there's also been some worried about how the marketplace might react because, listen, this leads to a bunch of things, a lot of competitive issues, a lot of, uh, you know, uh, duplications of stores and a lot of markets, and so that freaks a lot of people out, and so as... Kroger and Albertsons have decided to come together. They did also announce that they are going to spin off up to 375 Albertsons stores in a standalone public company. That's the way they're hoping to kind of ease the regulatory process for the merger and give a little bit more of an okay symbol to the people that not only invest, but also the federal government that likes to make sure that there are no, you know, 
monopolies or anything like that going on in particular marketplaces, and that's a point of concern for some people, and so that's the way that they're going to offset that. Now, the question becomes, which stores are those and where does that happen? Because Albertsons has 2,273 stores, okay? And when you're spinning off 375, that doesn't seem like a high number. And that doesn't necessarily mean that every single other Albertsons that's currently in business is going to be absolved into the Kroger, i.e. Fred Meyer brand around these parts, but also as Ralph's in other parts of the country, and they also own some stuff on the East Coast. So there's a lot of different brands they could put it in. But one thing is clear. If this goes through and everything is given the thumbs up, it's all going to be a Kroger stuff. That makes sense. It's a straight-up buyout of Albertsons. The Albertsons company, as it exists, will not any longer and they'll have a smaller company, who knows who you in charge with that, running uh, in congruence with the kind of Kroger marketplace, but it will be that kind of takeover if this thing goes through. Now, there's still a lot of hurdles that need to be crossed in order for this to happen. We're still, I think, years away from it, like, officially becoming, or at least a year away from everything changing over, whatever kind of vision they have for the company taking place. But just know that the two companies have agreed, as far as they're concerned, they want to get together. It's all about the FTC now and figuring out whether or not they want this merger to go through. And it makes fiscal sense. And so there's that. Don't know if that's going to happen. There's still, like I said, a lot of things they have to go through, but that's where we kind of stand. We do know that there will be some Albertsons still around. Will those be in the Treasure Valley? I don't know. Will that small independent company that's going to be kind of separate from Kroger that still has an Albertson brand still be based in Boise? These are questions we don't have answers to, but legitimately ones, uh, you know, it, that, that makes sense. Now, coming off of the news, the weird thing was... Both these stocks went through the roof on Thursday on the news of the merger, and then by close on Friday, they both had gone down almost 10% each. What? Why? I don't know. Because I believe... The stock market people are nuts, and they ruin everything. I believe it's because the... Again, this is not... I'm not a financial analyst. I don't know for sure. But when news of this broke... A lot of people were like, there's no way the FTC lets this through. The The Federal Trade Commission said no. And let's not forget that, that President Joe Biden back in July signed an executive order that wanted to promote competition in business and calling for tougher, tougher scrutiny of mergers. So it made it a little bit harder for very big, large companies to come together to join a mega company as he wants to help at least facilitate smaller businesses and keep those in business that want to do that. And so that's where they think this may be a problem. So the the stock market went up on Thursday thinking the news would happen and then went down going, well, maybe they're just doing this for the publicity. And so you don't really know what's going on, I guess, is the point. And we have lots of time to figure it out. But as far as those two companies are concerned, it's something that they want to do. We'll have to see if it actually comes together down the road. Well, we had some football head games happening yesterday, Big J. Uh, I would say probably the game of the weekend was the Bills-Chiefs. It was a good one, too. It wasn't high scoring like everybody thought it was going to be or like the AFC Divisional matchup last year, but it certainly was competitive, and the Bills pulled out a victory on the road against Kansas City 24-20. to the uh, the Sunday night game uh, led the Eagles to be continued to be undefeated, and the lone six and zero team in the NFL beating up on the Cowboys. The game uh, score was closer than I felt the game was. If you watched it, Seahawks beat the Cardinals at home, big win for them. I think Cliff Kingsbury might be on the hot seat. Rams came back and beat the Panthers pretty easily. Vikings on the road over the Dolphins. The Jets whooped my Green Bay Packers. Big J, the Packers may be the worst team in football right no, now, playing no. playing very poorly right now. Who do you think could they could beat? 
Who do you think? I could think they could probably beat uh, the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, but the Colts ended up uh, doing s- pretty good yesterday. Yeah, they got the lucky Jags. against a, 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 an opponent that they're very familiar with in their uh, division. Well, so. yeah, but the Jags swept them last year, and the Colts uh, Listen, ended up coming I, back. The Packers win. could beat the Colts. I, 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 I'm not saying down the road they can't. I'm thinking right now, I don't think they could. The defense is all over the place. The offense can't muster more than a touchdown, which is bananas. Special teams is awful yet again. And so I don't know. I mean, listen, I'm not saying they're going to stay that way, but I don't think the Packers are. Uh, they're going to get trounced by the Bills this weekend. I mean, it's going to be a joke. The Giants improved to 5-1 and one with a nice come-from-behind victory over the Ravens as well. Football is good in New Jersey these days. And, of course, the Patriots uh, whooped the Browns, just like we all saw coming, including the Bengals winning and the Buccaneers losing on the road against Pittsburgh. So we got a Monday Night Football game tonight on TV if you'd like to watch it. It is the Broncos and the Chargers. I'll tell you what, though, I'm getting real sick of seeing the Broncos on primetime, considering how bad, how tough they are to watch as well. That can stop anytime you want to, NFL. Flex that game out so we don't have to see the Broncos on TV anymore. No offense to Broncos fans. Big J, all the bitching and moaning about Halloween ends uh, opening up uh, in theaters and uh, streaming on Peacock. And it, according to almost everybody that's seen it, being a terrible movie, uh, it didn't mean that it didn't make a bunch of money at the box office. Still $41 million this weekend at the box office. Good enough for number one by a mile as the spooky season continues to pay off for horror movies. Smile ended up being number two. Uh, the movie I believe you saw this weekend, Lyle Lyle Crocodile, opened up at number three. It's a great movie. The Woman King at four and Amsterdam at five. But it was all about horror movies this weekend at the box office. I'm expecting that will be that way until Black Adam opens up this weekend, which could be a horror movie. Depends on how you take it, I suppose. <laughs> Highly suspect that is Natural Born Killer here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J. We like to talk a lot of football here on the old morning after because both of us happen to be football fans. Although I do think, Big J, and uh, you can call me wrong if you think so, I think you enjoy rooting against the Seahawks more than you like rooting for your 49ers. Uh, you enjoy oh, yeah. to see the yeah. downfall of another team more than you like to see the success of your No, own. no, 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 just that particular team. Right, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, you enjoy to see, you'd rather see the Seahawks go 0-17 yeah. if it meant that. Oh, God, it'd be great. That, Yesterday was a terrible day. Not only did the Niners lose, but the Seahawks won. And in convincing fashion at that. Yeah. Uh, but uh, there's a lot of people just like you, Big J, as one of the reasons why the NFL is so successful is because people love to hate, man. They love rooting against other teams if you had to guess according to a new nfl poll what is the team in the nfl that people root against the most uh probably the cowboys absolutely number one with a bullet you're absolutely correct people hate the cowboys it's not even close any guess what the number two team is the patriots that is correct also good job you want to go rattle off the top five maybe you saw the same list i saw uh let's see no i haven't seen a list but i'm just going by uh you know the 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 teams that are are six well this doesn't count for the cowboys but the teams that are successful on a repeated basis usually get the most hate so uh boy i'm gonna go with the rams nope they're not in the top five okay that's uh, all you got. Yeah, I, I mean, the, the Tampa Bu- Bay the Bucks. Buccaneers come in Anybody third. that's associated with Tom Brady is probably going to get some hate. The fourth is the Pittsburgh Steelers. 
And Interesting. coming in fifth is the Washington Commanders, which I believe <laughs> is because of Daniel Snyder, really, is what it boils down to. So those are the top five two, teams in the NFL. Two of the teams in the NFC East. That people love to root against. Now, on the flip side of that, do you know which teams are at the very bottom of the list, meaning the teams that the least number of fans say they root against, meaning they, they, they it's not they root for, it's almost like they're not even on the radar, or they're actually rooting aggressively for this team to do well. Oh I think the last I, team in the league may surprise you, which came in last in the poll. Only because you probably don't think of them very much, unfortunately. Oh, boy. Who don't I think about very much? Uh, probably the Houston Texans. They're close. They're at the, the second to bottom of the list. They came in at 31st on the list. The Carolina Panthers were coming in at 32nd. Yeah. Just because like you don't, you don't picture them as a threat. They're not very good. They're not very bad. They're just one of those teams where you're like, oh, whatever happens, happens. So Panthers, Texans, then you go Jaguars, and then uh, the Buffalo Bills are at the bottom. I think that's because everybody wants them to do well because of the uh, rough couple of years they had in the Super Bowl four years in a row and they still haven't won one and so I think everybody is kind of okay with the Bills getting some success right Plus, now. Plus you know you have another factor here which is they have their own like the fans have their own you know niche the, the Bills Mafia. Yeah. And they're crazy. They are. They're out of their damn minds. So they are leading that but at the same time when you look at it uh, a team whose who's, uh, fan base has done a lot of good. I mean they've raised a lot of money and done a lot of amazing things to help out uh, not only the people on their team but some of the opponents who they've lost to because they felt bad or wanted to help out did some really incredible things. I'm, th- I think of, I'm thinking of Andy Dalton a few years ago. Yeah when when he helped like lead uh, it wasn't even necess- was it the Bills? Yeah he did ha- like they, he knocked off a team that got the Bills in the wild card, and then they got stomped the next game. But still, they did everything they could to raise money for his charity to thank him for getting them into the playoffs. Which is something counter to this whole thing about hate. Right. I mean, obviously, but I'll tell you what, the Bills sure hate some people. Uh, And the bottom bottom five is the Detroit Lions as well, another team that you're just like, man, it'd be nice if they got some success. So it's one of those deals where you don't actively root against these teams unless maybe you're playing them this weekend or your team is, and so you don't want to see them. You don't really care that much about them to see they go lose but it's all about the hate in professional sports and in the nfl especially and so we do love to hate we actively root against a bunch of teams and then uh, there's some at the bottom of the list we're like hey listen if they do well that'd be fine and i i'm with that like i mean while I- i'm not a detroit lions fan uh, I'd like to see that franchise get some success, even though they're in the yeah, Packers division. Yeah. It's just like, you know, it's one of those deals where it's like, man, you know what? If the Lions went on a run and became really, really good, I would be frustrated and I would want to beat them when we played them. But I'd be like, you know what? Good for that fan base, man. I enjoyed um, Hard Knocks and and came to really kind of appreciate Dan Campbell. I mean, he's got those guys playing really hard. It's just difficult for them to find wins man yeah. and and their losses have been by really small numbers and it's that's got to be even more frustrating well, for except for fan the base. except for the patriots right except for this last game uh but you know same thing with the bills man if they i i, I do believe in my heart of hearts that that is the best team in the nfl regardless of records sure, certainly look like and it. if they end up winning the super bowl this year i don't think i would be upset about it uh, I, I think I would be one of those deals where, as a matter of fact, as long as they weren't going up against the Packers, I would probably actively root for them yeah. to win the Super Bowl this year. Uh, Jaguars, I like to see them get some success too. Texans, fine, whatever. Panthers, fine, whatever as well. I mean, it's just one of those deals where sometimes when a team in a league full of 32 teams, you don't have time to root for all of them, but also some of them don't even bother to creep into the back of your mind. And that's where we are. But uh, the NFL, while it definitely is a sport of love, it's also 
a sport of hate, and there's no doubt about that. We let the hate flow through us every single weekend, and that's part of what makes it as popular yeah. as it is. Morning After with Nick and Big J. We got a bearded badass coming your way. That's happening next on the X Rocks. Presented by The Beardsmith on The Morning After with Nick and Big J. Today's induction into the Hall of Bearded Badass only needs to flash his wallet to be recognized. And of course, that wallet says Bad Mother Bleeper on it. Yes, I'm talking about the one and only Samuel Leroy Jackson. These days when he is sporting a beard, it's silver as a, he uh, as a, a curse-laden speech, if you will. The life that Samuel Jackson has led is, is quite remarkable. Forger for a moment that all films combined rank him as the second highest grossing actor of all time. $27 billion. That's a lot of money. He grew up in a time when segregated schools were still active, something I'll get to in a moment here. But uh, he was accomplished and enjoyed playing the piccolo, Nick, French horn, the flute, and trumpet in school orchestra. He grew up with a stutter, and pretending to be other people helped him alleviate that condition. And according to Wikipedia, he started using the phrase mother bleeper to correct the speech blockage that he was having. That information uh, you can take however you want, but it might explain why he is synonymous with that phrase. He was afraid to stand up for his own rights, by the way, and those of his fellow African-Americans either. After Martin Luther King Jr.'s assassination in 1968, Jackson attended King's funeral in Atlanta as one of the ushers. He then traveled to Memphis, Tennessee to join an equal rights protest march, and in 2005, Parade uh, magazine interview revealed he was angry about the assassination but wasn't shocked by it. Quote, I knew it was a change was going to take something different, not sit-ins, not peace coexistence. And in 1969, Jackson and several other students held members of the Morehouse College Board of Trustees, including Martin Luther King Sr., hostage on the campus, demanding reform in the school's curriculum and governance. The college eventually agreed to change its policy, but Jackson was charged with an ev- and eventually convicted of unlawful confinement, a secondary felony. Think whatever you want of the role of Jackson's, uh, the roles that Jacksons have starred in. The man was a thespian first, and that is exactly how Spike Lee found Jackson performing at a stage during a play. Now we don't need to review all of his movie roles or accolades, only to say that having only one role nominated for an Oscar is tragic. That role, of course, was Jules from Pulp Fiction. Now this last year, he received an honorary Oscar for cultural relevance or uh, re- uh, rele- cultural rele- relevance. Uh, and one of the things that endures me to Jackson has been a fight we've both been taking on, fighting to find a cure for Alzheimer's, something that he's been very present in, uh, that has been present in Jackson's family. In fact, since 2013, he's done a tremendous amount of work to help fundraising for the association. Oh, and no lack of upcoming projects either in 2023. Jackson, of course, will star in Marvel's Secret Invasions on Disney+. Plus. So he has quite the resume, which is incredible. And, uh, you know, he goes in and out of using uh, his facial hair for whatever purpose he might want, whether it be roles or whatnot. But he does have a nice silver beard. Makes sense to me, man. Uh, I have been a fan of his for a very, very long time. I was trying to think what came first for me. If I saw, I'm pretty sure I saw him just pop up randomly in True Romance before I saw him uh, take on a role in Spike Lee's uh, Do the Right Thing, which, of right. course, is one of his bigger roles when he got started early on or when he finally got to break through, I probably should say. He's been acting for much, much longer than that. But uh, he has done so many different movies and some good and some bad and some in between as well. 
but certainly more good than bad, without a doubt. And for him to have the longevity that he's gotten, uh, there is no doubt he deserves a, a, a place in this particular yeah. Hall of Fame. And a few years ago, uh, he wanted to get healthier. He became a vegan, and so he uh, runs on a pretty strict diet, so he keeps in shape and uh, does a lot of uh, mental word puzzles and things like that. And, of course, memorizing lines is uh, something that you know he's very concerned about, catching Alzheimer's and you know doing those sort of things is, is what is being told to a lot of people is that can help stave that off and that those cognitive issues so he's like hey man this is mother bleepers this is what i do for a living is memorizing lines so he feels pretty good about that but uh, it's great to see him continue that fight i'm oh, man and keep cashing those capital one checks too while you're at it brother do yeah, whatever right. it takes man Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your bearded badass coming up in a few short minutes. We got ourselves some important stuff. And then the first clue in the X-Rock murder mystery. It begins today. That's going to happen around 730. Stick around. On the Morning After with Nick and Big J. Big J feels good to be ahead of the curve, doesn't it? I don't know. I, I Does it? I mean, for years we've been talking about, and two particular people about vasectomies here in the Treasure Valley, have we not? Oh, yeah. And now we're getting to a point where they are one of, if not the most popular medical procedure here in the United States as of late. Selective, yeah. Men are starting to explore their birth control options, and so being snipped, if you will... Vasectomies has become a pretty big deal in the United States, so much so that Google Trend Data shows surges in interest in vasectomies in May and June as well. The average patient undergoing the procedure is around 40, already has kids as well. Although some doctors are seeing more outlier cases, but do know that it's probably not expected if you're thinking about getting a vasectomy, that there's a little bit of a waiting period at this particular point, which isn't always the case. Well, a lot of this is uh, over reproductive rights. Of course. So that's, uh, I know a couple people who have been, uh, who've actually had a vasectomy due to that. So. Yet the demand uh, since the Roe v. Wade kind of debate and overturning has quadrupled here in the United States because of it and there's a bunch of places that you can go here in the treasure valley but that reminds me i have an idea for a video game pitch big j you ready oh god so okay it's a reboot of a game and title that's fairly popular but what about we bring back dr mario but now he's a urologist big j and he has to give successful vasectomies and then to keep it popular for the kids every time he does one successfully freaking gritty all over the screen right I, mean, I don't think I remember Dr. Mario, so... I promise you it was not about vasectomies or urology. Okay. But this is my updated take for 2022. All right. Dr. Mario, the urologist. And hey, he comes I'm a Dr. Mario. <laughs> Careful. And he comes in, and he starts to do a bunch of vasectomies and stuff. How say you? Would you play that game? No. Huh? I mean, yes, of course. All right, I'll work on the pitch. I know you hate the Seahawks, Big J, but do you hate all Talk. Seattle sports? Like, are you were you rooting actively no. against the Mariners to lose? No, not at okay. all. Okay, uh, because they did, unfortunately, but they did set some records in the process. They had an 18 inning game on Saturday against the Houston Astros. Unfortunately, it ended with a one to nothing victory for the Astros, which means that they swept. So, if there's a team that you feel bad for this season and want to see do well next season, that would be the Mariners, who uh, ended up winning a bunch of games in Toronto, two in a row to be exact, uh, to get them into the divisional series. And then they had the lead in both games against the Astros on the road, but the Astros came back on them probably by cheating. 
And then they get their first home postseason game in 21 seasons, and they go 18 innings without scoring a run and lose to get swept out of the playoffs. So that's it for the Mariners, but a hell of a run, hell of a season, hell of a team. I think they're set up pretty well for the future. The Astros now awaiting the winner of the Yankees-Cleveland series, which has a Game 5 on the docket tonight, but rain is expected in New York, so that game may not take place as they thought, and we'll see what ends up happening for Game 5 for the Yankees and the Guardians. Either way, the Astros are just kind of sitting around waiting to see what happens. We have a Monday Night Football game tonight. If you'd like to watch it, it's Chargers-Broncos. It will be on ESPN for those of you that have the game and would like to see it. Some interesting news out of the Five Finger Death Punch camp, Big J. Ivan Moody has announced that he is going to retire after the band's next album. He says he wants to retire from heavy metal, which is interesting he was playing denver colorado this past weekend which of course is where moody hangs his hat and was feeling all emotional and kind of homesick and he said the last 15 years of my life i've toured the world and many of you know your parents hard workers but i've missed a lot of time with my kiddos so i made a deal with them today i'm going to stick to it after this year i'm going to make one more five finger death punch album and then i'm retiring from heavy metal which was I think a shock to the band as well as a lot of the crowd goers. But I mean, props to him for standing up and saying, hey, I want to be a better parent. Of course, he has turned his life around these last couple of years. He's clean and sober and wants to focus on becoming a better parent. And so who are we to stand in his way, Big J? Will you? Uh, no. Thank no. you very much. Well, we stand in his own way. Probably. I, got, I hope not. But uh, we'll see. I mean, maybe success in the money will. I'm not exactly sure. But uh, they have been very successful ever since they came on this scene, Big J, 15 years ago. And they continue to sell out arenas everywhere they go. So uh, they're coming here in December. So you may want to put it on your list if you were thinking about it or thinking, hey, I'll catch him next time. There might not be one. So uh, think about that. And uh, for those of you that unfortunately made the trek down to uh, Salt Lake to see them this weekend, uh, you saw a show that was cut short as well because a drunk driver uh, hit a, a Transformer Big J and cut the power to the venue. They had to stop the show after eight songs so you didn't even get a full five-figure death oh, punch damn. set because it knocked out the power to 20,000 people, not just the venue. A bunch of people in Salt Lake were without power over the weekend because of a drunk driver. So a reminder once again, please don't drink and drive. You may uh, kill yourself or somebody else or at least do some damage to people Saturday nights, and that's not good either. So please do not drink and drive. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff for the 7 o'clock hour. Rotten hell, you worthless maggot. The Morning After with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X Rocks. What a time to be alive, Big J. Honest to God. I mean, I believe that if we fast forward 75 years, the books that are going to be written about the political cycle that's happened over the last six years are going to be bananas. Like, straight up bananas. I mean, if there's books left. <laughs> You're right. I'm sorry. Internet listicles written about uh, the political scene that has happened over the last six years are going to be bonkers. Because, like, I mean, you know, politics has always been a cesspool. I think we can agree with that. And whether, you know, it doesn't matter what side of the alley you're on, the, the amount of uh, ridiculousness and hypocrisy and craziness on both sides is uh, incredible. And it goes back way, way longer before everybody had awful things coming out about them every single day. Uh, I hope we've gotten to a point now where we all realize that. But at least back in the day, people were better at kind of covering it up. 
And, yeah. And now... Uh, Keeping it hidden. Yeah. Now, it's just, like, out in the open. And I guess sometimes you have to pat people on the back for going, hey, this is what I believe, this is who I am, and if you elect me, this is what you're getting, and you're going to have to deal with it. And, you know, it's one of those deals where if you remember even just the sniff of a sex scandal could bring down the political career of somebody. Now we're using this as a way to springboard ourselves into the political spotlight. And it goes to show you, as we head to Manhattan, New York, for today's We're Going to Hell story, that this guy doesn't have a chance in hell in getting elected, although I imagine we probably said that before. But my point is, he's not attached to either of the two big parties. He's an independent, which means he's basically a, a ne'er-do-well. You know, nobody pays attention. We're a two-party system. Like it or not, that's just the way things go. So this is an independent third-party candidate that is running for the congressional seat in New York's 12th district, one of the bigger, larger districts in New York. Again, it represents Manhattan. His name is Mike Etzkes. And he has been running for the last three years trying to get and garner up enough votes and one of the things that he is very passionate about, Big J, is the legalization of sex work. He's running on a platform that, you know, prostitution being illegal is silly. It's the world's oldest profession. It's something that he has uh, believed in. and Something, something he's partaking in, that, I'm sure. That he thinks is something that should be legalized here in the United States. And so, as he is running for office, one of the things that he is using, sure, we've all seen commercials, but nobody, I think, in the history of politics has ever released a sex tape to help promote their actual uh, political beliefs. Listen, that's what this country runs on, Nick. Well, we have one now. Sex tapes. If you want to go online to, I guess, the porn provider of your choice, you can find the representative Mike Etkis campaign tape, which is essentially a 13-minute sex tape with adult movie star Nicole Sage, Big J. He is using it as his way to say, listen, I'm so cool with sex work being legalized. Here's me doing sex work, bro. Let's go. Yeah. And Great. so he says that he has never made uh, love on camera before. Do we call it that, Big J? I guess he's just going to work. But uh, he he's never had sexual relations on camera before. This was his first time. He feels like he's rather introverted, but he wanted to show the people that were thinking about voting for him how committed he is to this being serious and one of the things he's very passionate about. And so he was like, I'm going to get it on with a porn star and I'm going to release it publicly to say this A is okay, B, you should not be ashamed, C, people do it all the time, and D, it should be legal everywhere you want to do it. He said he wanted to get it started as a conversation piece. He was hoping it would also, you know, put a little bit of... I guess, air into his campaign, if you will. Mm -hmm. And so far, it's worked, Big J. More people know about Mike than ever before. Will it get him elected is another question altogether. The answer is probably not. But he uh, he does, you know, he's making a big deal about it on his website. In fact, if you go there, it says he's not married, he has no kids, and he's not celibate. And he wants to end adultery laws. He wants to decriminalize and legalize sex work. And that's his platform. And so now he's very committed to it. So if you want to see a potential elected official get it on with somebody, you now can do so on your own free time. And maybe this is the start of a trend. Although, again, not the first political person to have a sex tape released. I believe the first one to do so voluntarily, Big J.
agree or disagree. Yeah, for sure. So there's that now. Uh, again, you have to be in Manhattan to vote for this guy for Congress, but uh, this is the state of the political scene in 2022, and like it or not, this is the direction we're going. Here's traffic. Enough to get your vote if somebody did that here in Idaho, Big J? Uh, no. What a prude. I know. All right, let's see what's going on inside the TDS Fiber Traffic Center this morning. It's brought to you by Western Heating and Air, and let's check in with CB. Eastbound 94, slow in Napa between Franklin Boulevard, Exit 36, and Garrity Boulevard. Today. Today. The morning after with Nick and Big J. Probably shouldn't be surprising, but there is a brand new study that suggests if you actually take a break from watching news in any way, like cable news, local news, just news programs in general, it will actually help you feel better about things. Your mental health will be significantly improved. Uh, Basically, they followed around about 1,900 people for about three weeks, and they figured out that, you know what, if you unplug from the news cycle, you actually feel better. Your feelings of anxiety and depression were breaking away from you. You actually start to feel like things are okay. And it's one of those negative aspects of having an endless availability of information. Without putting the brakes on it yourself, you can just keep going and going and reading. And before you know it, you're stressed and you're starting to question everything that's going on and all sorts of stuff. So you combine that, unplugging with news, with maintaining a healthy diet, exercising, spending a little bit of time outdoors, drinking a little bit more water. Next thing you know, Big J, you're actually okay. It's weird how that can work sometimes. And one of the major reasons why we actually don't do any real news on this radio program, for me. Yeah, no kidding. I mean, it's a it is a concerted effort by both Big J and myself to avoid actual news stories as much as humanly possible because lots of other places you can get that, guys. But we should not be your source for actual news. No offense to news people, nor to us, I don't think. I mean, it's just one of those deals when we were putting the show together. We're like, do we want to do this? Do we want important stuff to be like an actual news brief? And then we're like, nah, nah, we don't. It's okay if we have a little bit of front from time to time. Lots of other places you can go for that stuff. Yeah, good luck. With your depression. Hey, uh, we had some football yesterday. The Giants were victorious. The Jaguars, the Patriots, the Bengals, the Steelers, the Atlanta Falcons upsetting your 49ers, Big J, the Jets beating my Packers. The Vikings over the Dolphins, Rams over the Panthers, Seahawks, Bills, and Eagles, all winners on the football field yesterday. We've got one more Monday night football game tonight. That's the Chargers and Broncos. And, of course, the Yankees doubled up the Guardians last night 4-2, forcing a Game 5, which is supposed to be played tonight in New York. But there is rain in the forecast, so they're not exactly sure if that thing's going to go off as planned or not. If not, they will play tomorrow night. Been a rough week for fans of Bill Murray and Bill Murray in general, Big J. Every time you turn around, there's another story coming out that says, hey, Bill Murray may not be the best guy we think he is. Uh, And, of course, as details started to come out about what actually happened on the set of the movie Being Mortal that caused the production to shut down, uh, then Kiki Palmer was doing some publicity event at the Academy Museum Gala in Los Angeles over the weekend, and she's involved in that project as well. And they're like, hey, what's going on with being mortal? And she was like, uh, I don't know, to be perfectly honest. From what I understand, production is still shut down, and if Bill Murray's not involved in the movie, which is looking like he probably won't be, 
they're going to have to pretty much start from scratch with a major rewrite because he was a big part of this movie and a lot of it was already in the can. But coming out the details of what happened on that set, you probably can't release that movie, for being perfectly honest. And then we're getting stories that turn around every five minutes to turn out that Bill Murray hasn't been a good guy for a very long time. If you talk to the right people, I guess. And so, once again, it just goes to show you that everybody's awful. You want to keep that in mind. It's just the levels of awfulness that people have. Uh, very. And if you've been a Bill Murray fan, like I think we both have been for a very long time. Yeah. It's hard not to be. It's also hard not to look at these stories and go, oh, man. Oh, man. So. Especially, uh, let's see, Seth Green uh, just recently out on podcast talking about how he treated him. When he as was a, a kid. kid. Yeah, as a kid. And that's like, that's not cool. And so there's a lot of issues and problems going on around the Bill Murray stuff. So uh, it's not great. And if you were looking forward to being mortal, which is Aziz Ansari's directorial debut, you're probably going to be disappointed. I'm guessing that will either be completely shelved or they're going to have to start from scratch. So it's going to be a while. But not a great look, all things considered. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff for the 8 o'clock hour. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Yeah, and we got some comedy action here for you. We'll continue on with the uh, I Prevail tickets uh, here later this week. But Nick Swartzman is coming to town, Nick, at the Revolution Concert House and Event Center on Thursday. We'll set you up with tickets here. It'll be pretty, uh, well, we'll see how easy it is to win these tickets from me. You need to uh, beat me in Pop Culture Smackdown. 208-287-1003. If you want to see Nick Swartzman, all you have to do is beat Big J. And you want to feel old, Big J? I do. Today is Eminem's 50th birthday. <laughs> He's 50? He's 50 years oh old. Oh my today. God! Oh, wow, it hurts. Years old today. It hurts. So we're going to focus a little bit on a gentleman that I believe uh, was able to skirt an interview from you. Is that correct? I mean, it never that, happened. No, it was never going to happen. <laughs> it was there was hope, but I definitely didn't make it easier. 208-287-1003. We're going to start in that world and see where we go. Hello, the X. Hello. Hi, who's this? April. All right, April, you're up first. April, uh, Eminem is 50 years old today. What mellow singer, known for a little bit more adult contemporary hits, was one of the co-singers on one of his biggest songs, Stan? Is it Enya, Dido, or Sarah McLaughlin? Um, what was the first option? Uh, Enya, Dido, Sarah McLaughlin were the three. One of them sang with him on Stan. Sang? Um, Enya? Enya, no, sorry. Not Enya. Apologies to Enya. Hello, The X. Hello. Hey, uh, which mellow singer co-starred on one of Eminem's biggest hit songs, Stan? Was it Enya, Dido, or Sarah McLaughlin? Uh, it was... What was the question? What was the answer again? <laughs> well, we're looking for the answer. Enya, Dido, or Sarah McLaughlin? Uh... Typing you. Go with the Sarah, the, the Sarah one. Sarah McLaughlin. No. Wrong. Hello, the X. Hello. <laughs> Come in over. Hey, uh, and what mellow singer co-starred on one of Eminem's biggest hit songs, Stan? Was it Enya, Dido, or Sarah McLaughlin? Dido. Dido is yeah. correct. Good All job. Right. 
Big J, Eminem was a star of a movie once, of course, a fictionalized biopic called Eight Mile. What was his character's name in the film? He was named after an animal. Oh, boy. Uh, and guess what? I've never seen Eight Mile. Really? Can you believe that? Yeah, I guess I can't. Why? Is there a reason? I, I don't know. No, you there is Mackay Pfeiffer, right? Yes, that's the reason why. Right. Uh, but he, it's named, he was named after an animal, huh? Yeah, yep. Has the same name. I guess it wouldn't say. I, it's difficult for me to say he's named after. He shares a name with an animal. Not sure anybody names their child after this. But I'm gonna go with Wolf. Wolf, oh, little, little Wolfie. Wolfie. Yeah. Wrong. No, no, that's incorrect. Uh, Pipple, Rooster, or Rabbit? If I had to give you oh, choice, I'm gonna go with Pipple. No. Wrong. Rabbit? Yeah, Rabbit. Right. He was Rabbit. He was Rabbit in Eight Mile. Mom's spaghetti and all. Congratulations, man. I love this song. Hang on one second. What song is that? PJ? Eight Mile. It's not the name of the song. Uh, hang on one second, my friend. Me. We will get you all good to go and hook you up with Nick Swartz and tickets that he is coming to town at the Rev Center on Thursday. They become yours. Morning after with Nick and Big J. There's your pop culture smackdown. We'll do some headlines next on the X Rocks. Headlines are as follows, Big J. Is that necessary? Problem solved and way to go, Windy City. Problem solved. Climate activists have struck another priceless painting. Two protesters dumped a can of tomato soup on the 1888 version of Van Gogh's Sunflowers. And basically, they uh, they were one of those deals where they just dumped a whole bunch of tomato soup on it. The activists stunned a group of people at London's National Gallery on Friday morning when it happened. The painting was protected by glass, so only the frame was damaged. The activists have been arrested. And the good news, Big J, the climate crisis, totally over. All it takes is good you to throw tomato soup on art, and boom, you're good to go. It's the second attack by this group on Van Gogh. Seems very aggressive against his artwork. And also, seems like pretty piss-poor glass covering, too, if you can damage a frame that way. Like, cover the whole thing in glass, right? Yeah, I mean, well, we can't get that close to it anyways. Protect that thing up. Yeah. Bulletproof, fire. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I do like, I like your bulletproof theory. Like somebody's gonna go in and start shooting up art. I guess it maybe. Well, if it was before. if it was here in America. <laughs> well, yes, of course. We don't have nice things in America. You know that. <laughs> Is that necessary or way to go, Windy City? Is that necessary? Roughness. Doc- doctors at the Palladia Hospital in Rome removed a tumor from a patient's brain successfully while he played the saxophone. Big J. The 35-year-old patient, known only as GZ, was awake during the nine-hour surgery to help doctors map his brain function, which is actually something that happens on the regular. They have uh, brain patients awake during the surgery so they can say, okay, do this part of the body or move this part so they can make sure they're in the right part of the brain. Dude, that is crazy. It is. But why they had him playing the saxophone, which of course he plays anyway, is anybody's guess. But it was one of those things that they were using. Kenny G jams, I hope. Yeah. To make sure they were in the right spots, but the surgery was a success, and GZ will be playing a bunch more saxophone this time without somebody poking and prodding around in his brain. So, way to go! I'm just not exactly sure why the poor guy had to play the saxophone for nine hours. Seems excessive. I wonder if the, his new album's gonna be called "It Was a Tumor." Shame on you. <laughs> and we'll wrap it up with "Way to Go, Windy City." Chicago, Big J. It's famous for a lot of things. Unfortunately, none of it has to do with the Cubs, Bears, or Bulls. 
But it does involve an animal, Big J. It's an eight-year winning streak for Chicago. It's the eighth year in a row that the Windy City has been named the ranniest city in America, Big J. Gross. Orkin uh, apparently releases a yearly list of the cities that have the most rats in them. And one would think, just from popular culture, that New York is number one. But no, New York is number two. Chicago has the most rats in any city in the United States for eight straight years. Los Angeles 3, Washington, D.C. 4, San Francisco 5. Of course, you may notice a running theme that all of these cities are fairly large and have a fairly large sewer system, which is where the rats seem to thrive. And this got me thinking, I don't think... I mean, if it did, it didn't make an impression. I don't think I've ever seen a rat in the wild. Have you? Uh, no. Yeah. I mean, like, I've been to a lot of places and vacationed in a lot of things, and I don't, like, walk in the streets. I don't think I've ever seen an actual rat... And I don't think I'd be proud how I would react if I did see one. But it hasn't happened, and thankfully I haven't had to worry about that. But I guess if you want to see one, Chicago is the place to go. Just automatically that, thinks dirty to me. Is that it? where the Pied Piper is? Yeah, it's exactly where the Pied Piper is. You get it. And it's deep dish pizza. Did they have Pied Piper pizza out here? Did I just make a reference and nobody's going to get it? That's a pizza place? Yeah, Pie Pie. It was in Arizona anyway. It was called Pie Piper Pizza. No, uh, nobody will get that reference. All right, well, Except try. for fellow former Arizonians. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your important headline stuff. Coming up in a few minutes, we got ourselves an opportunity for you to get qualified for today's $1,000 drawing. Your first code word of the day is coming up in a few minutes. That's on the way here on the X Rocks. filter that is hey man nice shot here on the morning after with nick and big j a couple weeks ago we had big j's wife call in and talk about some of his uh shortcomings when it comes to helping out around the house but big j that's all turned around right yeah yeah no it's not apparently i figured out some something else stupid i was doing that is incredibly oh god what happened here so we were uh, Saturday. We had work going on in the house, and um, and so uh, I was uh, I had done some laundry, right? Yeah. So I did some laundry. That's nice of you. And uh, there was some shuffling around in the uh, with stuff, uh, I guess, in in um, the laundry room and etc. And um, the the wife uh, had uh, I had transferred stuff into the uh, dryer and was drying stuff and uh, the the daughter was going to do laundry and uh, what, what had happened basically is the laundry detergent that we had was not where it was usually at right and so the wife saw this and she's like hey wait a second you just did a load of laundry how did you do the laundry because you, the, the laundry detergent isn't there and I'm like well it, yeah it's right here and I take it down and I show her this bottle of downy Okay. And I said, this this is this is the laundry detergent. And it doesn't say anything, you know. She goes, no, that isn't the laundry detergent. Is that detergent. the fabric softener? It's the fabric softener. And it says it in, like, small letters down here. And I'm like, and she goes, have, have you been, do you not know what the laundry detergent is? And I'm like, <laughs> it's right here in my hand. This is what I've been using. And she goes, oh, oh, no, that's not the laundry detergent. This is what you've been washing your clothes with. That explains so. Do you remember like two weeks ago when I said you had yeah, like yeah, this that's, awful mark that's on this? Unrelated oh, okay. to this. You but, said it was clean, and I was like, yeah. well, clearly it wasn't. That that's an oil stain, and and so it's never <laughs> okay. coming out. Oh, okay, that's different then. But gotcha. but so uh, I'm like, 
What are you talking about? These are the, the and we've always <laughs> used this bottle, right? This style of bottle for laundry detergent. Style. And so it was because it's just it's with the with ultra the cleans and yeah, the stuff okay. that we have. And so what had happened was is like six months ago we changed to the the pods, like the packet pods. Okay. That you just throw in. But nobody, I didn't know that, and so I've been putting it in this for six months. I mean, I, and she and she's like, they they start laughing and they're making fun of me. I'm like, you know what? Guess what? Jokes on you, because you haven't noticed, okay? Your clothes smell fine. They look clean. Your stains are gone. So who's what now, pal? Maybe fabric softener really is just laundry detergent. But yeah, it's a scam. I've, been, I've been doing putting the fabric softener in the detergent slot in the in, in the washing machine. God, man. Well done. It's like I can't, I can't, I can't try and do anything right. No, can't take you anywhere. Uh, but now you know, right? Where were they? Like, were they in a completely different part of the house or something? No, they weren't. No, the whole time, the whole month, so yeah. whatever. I never knew we had switched to pots. But they weren't so, like right next to him. You didn't see no, like so tied. We have you? a shelf that's above. Right, it's up on the above. There's there's a, several other things. Too. There's like a bleach thing and stuff. I thought I thought maybe the kids were using something different. Gotcha. You know, because we have kind of sensitive skin, so I'm sure. And I, I you know, I got no flack about that either. Because she doesn't like using the fabric softener. Well, guess what? You do. You just didn't know that. Apparently, you just didn't know. Uh, but yeah. And so now you know. Or will you continue doing things just because that's no, the way you God, are? No, okay. come on. I don't know. I mean, if you said you're what happy kind of with jerk? the results. See, that's the kind of garbage my dad would do, okay? He would, like, find out that he was wrong about something, but never admit that he was wrong and keep doing the same thing just to prove that he was right. And I'm like, I am not like that. I was wrong. I admit it. I did the wrong thing. I'll do the right thing now. Well, good. But Lord knows what other terrible, horrible things I've been doing wrong this whole time. I mean, we'll find out maybe next week. Yeah, I'm Another sure episode of Big J is a bleeping moron. You've been putting bleach in the dishwasher and just didn't know it. No, we would know that. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Your bad impressions are next on the X Rocks. Nick and Big J. Yep, and bad impressions brought to you by the Idaho Center pre-owned superstore Treasure Valley Subaru. We got some tickets to some prog metal coming to town next Monday at the Knitting Factory. Animals as leaders. We'll get you set up with those tickets. You can enjoy yourself. You just need to figure out bad impressions here this morning. You know you want to go. 208-287-1003 guarantees that you can go for free as long as you figure out the bad impression side of things. Here's how it works. Big J has worked hard and diligently to put together three clues. They all revolve around somebody pretty famous. If you can figure out who that famous person is, then congratulations. A concert you shall go to on Monday of next week. Hello, The X. Hey. Morning, man. What's your name? Tim, how's it going? All right, Tim. Good, you're Tim. good, and you're up first. Good luck to you, sir. I went to federal prison for stock securities violations. Could be anybody. Martha Stewart? There you go, Martha oh, Stewart. Oh, right out the gate. Good job. The Martha Stewart. Well done, man. Hang on one second. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, we'll get you all hooked up with those animals as leaders tickets. What were clues two and three? I'm out here 80 years old throwing out thirst traps for all the people, and Snoop Dogg <laughs> has taught me a lot about branding. We are besties, of course. <laughs> and why is Martha Stewart in the news? It's exactly why. Her uh, Over the weekend, she posted a vi- uh, something went viral, and uh, a post of her and nothing but a Green Mountain coffee apron Hot. Uh, promoting pumpkin spice uh, since it's that time of season. And uh, it says, quote, just look at this, a thing of natural beauty. She continues, no, no, not me. My Green Mountain coffee roasters pumpkin spice coffee. She's 81 damn years old, Nick. Now, I'm going to... And she's looking for guys to come out and break her hip. Look... <laughs> 
Uh, unmarried Big J, would you throw down with Martha Stewart just for the story or just for the goods? Uh, just some, uh, maybe some advice in, oh. in how to uh, make something look good. Uh, see, here's the thing. Like, I, I mean, I don't have anything adverse like, for, oh, God, from Martha Stewart. But I and I don't watch it much anymore, but I used to watch Chopped on the regular and she would pop up as a guest judge and she seemed insufferable (laughs) as a human being. Like, I mean, just one of those deals where she was talking about like everything was about her assistance and her team. It's like she's one of those people that just seems like everybody does everything for her and she's impossible to please and probably some sort of tyrant behind the scenes. Oh, absolutely. But uh, it doesn't mean that I don't respect uh, certainly the the empire that she has created. So good for her, and yeah. congratulations. And uh, listen, there's a lot more people that probably should have gone to jail long before Martha Stewart did for doing the same stuff that mm-hmm. she did. But I will say this: uh, looks good for well, eighty, right? Yeah, and, and one of the only people that probably could go to federal prison and make her brand stronger. Yeah, it's weird the street cred that it that it got her. And, I mean, I don't think her and Snoop would be friends if she wasn't a prisoner at some point. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a weird friendship. Have you tried her coffee? Is it any good? I don't know. Oh. I mean, it's Green Mountain Coffee. I mean, it's not her brand. It's not hers? Oh, she's just a spokesperson. I, I thought yeah. it was like her brand from the word go. But I, I mean, it may, it may be, but yeah, I've had Green Mountain Coffee. It's okay. Uh, that's the Big J stamp of approval. It's okay. Morning After with Nick and Big J. We wrap up the show here next on the X-Rocks. That's the latest we've got, Smack. It is called Surrender here on the Morning After with Nick and Big J. And that's going to do it for us. Big J, you making a paper airplane? Yeah. Ah, uh, beautiful. It's been, Remember we used to do that like yeah. every morning? I'm not really making a paper airplane. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, and I want to say special thank you to Tom for listening to the show. We say that because Tom was today's $1,000 winner for the drawing that we did from Friday's Code Words. Reminder, new Code Words every single day, new drawing every single day. We already gave out the the nine o'clock code word for today and a bunch of people texted it in so you're in today's drawing four more chances to jump on board that and of course the more code words you text incorrectly the better chance you have to win you can get five slots in the drawing as opposed to just one but it's not required one is all you need to win baby that's all it takes so listen for those code words at 11 1 3 and 5 today as inflation retaliation continues here on the x had a chance to kick off the x rock murder mystery today as well and we got the first guess that was not correct, but don't worry, that clue will air again today at 12.30 and 5.30. And if nobody solves it on day one, Big J, we'll have another clue tomorrow around 7.30. So maybe you want to tune in for that. It leaves you with the floor, sir. Yeah, you know that, uh, remember NASA was uh, was showing us how they could potentially keep us from getting hit by an asteroid? Yeah. Knock it off its path. Huge success. Thank you, Armageddon, for the ideas. Because uh, they they wanted to slow it down just by ten minutes by hitting it with that uh, with that little uh, drone thing that they threw up there, and it worked. And it worked. After crunching the numbers, they figured out they slowed the space rock down by thirty two minutes, pushing it off its original path by a long way. So saving us all. Would that have actually yeah, changed its trajectory? So yes. it wouldn't allow. Okay. Oh yeah. Well, 30, oh, yeah. when you say 32 minutes, it makes me think that, oh, we would just live 32 minutes no, longer. No, 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 no. But that's not that's the case. scientific stuff. It actually moves it out of its way and changes direction. So now you know. We're good to go. We got ourselves, like, the video game Asteroids was right. Yeah. And Armageddon was right as well. They feel they could, they could 
they could potentially knock a huge asteroid off its path coming to Earth. As long as they send an oil team up there and drill into it, right? That's the catch? Uh, no. They got to drill no, they a don't nuke need, into it? They don't need that anymore. Okay. Well, good. Then we they, they, there's too many uh, people who wanted not to have taxes. And not so. only that, but also space madness. You got to take that into account as well. Amen. Morning After with Nick and Big J. That's it for us. Jason Drew's up next. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Have a good one. It's EX Rocks. <laughs> The Morning After Podcast brought to you by Idaho Advocates. You didn't deserve to be in an accident, but you do deserve an advocate. Make sure you hit them up on their website, IdahoAdvocates.com.